We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, it's time for the Presser Pod on a Monday. Welcome in. He's Chad McKee. I'm Chris Plank. We just got done covering the Lincoln Rally Press Conference, which you will hear in its entirety coming up in just a bit. And Chad McKee, I guess the big news is the loss of the redshirt junior, John Michael Terry, who looked to be having a nice start and had really found a spot in this defense. He's gone for the season with what appears to be, what, a lower body injury, as they described? Lower leg injury, I believe, yeah. Suffered a non-contact injury, suffered in practice last week. So, man, that's a shame. He had uh, he had grown into an, an important role and uh, now it just it, it depletes your depth a little bit. And you hope that he's able to make a good and full recovery and be ready to go again next year. But it, it also points out that they have built a little bit of depth. Uh, you know, Coach Riley talked a lot about Nick Bonito today during the press conference yeah. and just how well he's playing. Said it, it was not a smooth transition necessarily after uh, Mike Stoops departed and Alex Grinch came in. But that Nick Bonito has has now grown into this role and has matured. And Chris, it'll be with, with him. And I assume that he will start at Kansas State. But that will be six of 11 starters, if you look at the two deep, six of 11 starters on defense who are either freshmen, redshirt freshmen, or sophomores. So a good defense that's also, it should be pointed out, a, a still quite young defense the Sooners have. And I think it's fair to say, too, Chad, despite all the numbers and despite the improvement, I think that Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch would tell you it's still very much a work in progress, right? I mean, don't get me wrong, they're getting the effort, but it's still a work in progress. You know, even – and they have repeatedly said even those who it looks like are are playing really well and (laughs) and at the best levels of their careers, and, you know, the Neville Gallimores and the the Kenneth Murrays, uh, the coaches still say, yeah, that's that's the thing about it. They know there's so much more there for even those players who are playing well. I think that's what's – you know, Teddy said this on on you all's radio broadcast the other day. Because the performance was so good against Texas, you know, nine sacks, 15 tackles for loss, because the defense has gotten so much better, it's almost as though the fan base feels disappointed when they don't have nine sacks (laughs) and 15 tackles for loss. But that's not a bad thing, (laughs) excuse me, because that means 
there's there's a level of expectation, right? That's, right. that's being built with the defense. You're right. You're right. There's a new normal. Uh, I kind of talked to Kenneth Murray about that, and he said that's how we've always, you know, kind of looked at it. So I love where they're going, man. I really do. I love the energy, and while it's still a work in progress, I I do dig the effort that we see out there and how. I don't. I mean, again, I'm not the X and O guy. That's Teddy and Gabe. But what I just see with my rather uneducated eyes, Chad, they're they're flown to the ball better. They're they're tackling better in space. Mm-hmm. They're they're playing what even Ruff talked about near the end of last season. They're playing really good team defense. It seems like, and it it seems very simple. You know, give good effort and tackle people uh, on defense. Those are those are core values, but they are two core values that haven't necessarily been at play for this defense the last several years. I think the the thing that you note also is it's familiar faces who played a lot last year. Delaren Turner-Yell and, and Buki, Parnell Motley, uh, Trey Brown, guys um, who, who at times had their struggles back there in the secondary, but they're playing better. You know, it's it's not as though they, they went and revamped the entire lineup on the defensive side of the ball. It's a lot of the same guys. It's the same faces. They're just playing better. They're playing with greater effort, uh, a greater focus, and, and a determination. Speaking of focus, this focus of Jalen Hurts is something pretty special. Uh, again, I know yeah. that I thought Barry Trammell asked a really good question of Lincoln Riley, and that's better understanding his personality. I think, I think there's a part of Jalen that – doesn't get the continual questions about Alabama because he's here now. I think that we saw that today, but I also think it is. He's a very unique dude. He's very driven. I I have yet to meet anyone who goes and works out after they play a football game and is as physical as he is, but that's him. I have yet to meet a guy that, you know, doesn't care for the numbers or the accolades, but that's just him. So it's a, it's a different world and I like it. It's been that way from the beginning, you know, people of the, from the first time, I think at the beginning of the year, post-game press conferences, um, people thought, wow, that doesn't sound like Baker Mayfield. doesn't sound like Kyler Murray. <laughs> and it's not, it, it's, it's just different. Um, and I, you know, the, the questions about Alabama do have to get old for Jalen, but with the injury now to Tua Tungvaloa down there, the questions are bound to crop up again and again and again. I, I just think he's good at not allowing it to become a distraction. Um, and I, I think that the, the focus that he shows, it's it's one thing to, you know, you're focused for a little while and then five, six, seven games in, you let your guard down or, you know, you stray a little bit. Not him. I mean, he's the, the you just have to appreciate the consistency in his approach. And that's something that's that's permeated this team as well. They've gone uh, now, what are we, seven games in, so that's 28 quarters this year, and they've scored a touchdown in 26 of the 28 quarters they've played this year. That's remarkable consistency. They've scored almost as many, I think they're one-off rushing touchdowns and passing touchdowns, 22 to 23. Uh, it's balance, it's consistency, and it's just been really good. But as I said with my beginning statement, it's just different. It's different. It's like the uh, what we talked about early in understanding the rotation on defense, how when there's big games, we're going to see more Kenneth Murray and we're going to see a little bit more of, you know, obviously the Parnell Motleys and the uh, the Trey Browns, but it's just different and it's fun and it's it's good to see guys fresh. Hey, it's funny because we talked a lot, Toby and I, it's just to kind of break down the fourth law, uh, wall, Chad and Toby do an hour-long show together. 
and then Toby and I do a show together, then Chad and I talk after. It's like a, the ultimate love triangle, if you will, because all three of us get to <laughs> hang out. But it was it was interesting because when we were doing the podcast live, a lot of questions about Trey Sermon. And speaking of fresh legs, I know that that had been somewhat of, I don't want to say necessarily a conspiracy theory, but a theory that Toby had floated out that, hey, maybe it's just a matter of resting guys' legs a little bit more. And maybe there are certain opponents where Kennedy Brooks' running style will fit better than, say, a Trey Sermon. Are you pushing any panic alarm based on the lack of totes for one Trey Sermon? I am not. Um, I think you look at a couple of things that that have reduced everybody's numbers. We we had the stat that uh, was tweeted out, and I, I hate to not give credit where credit's due. I can't remember, maybe you do, that uh, Chuba Hubbard, the running back for Oklahoma State, has 59 more carries than the Sooners' three running backs I think that's combined. A, I think that's a Lee Benson from Channel Nine stat, is what I believe. It's a great came stat from. by Lee Benson. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's a that's a terrific number. But it points out how many carries that uh, Jalen Hurts is getting. Number one, but there just aren't that many carries as there were for the running backs, and, and the Sooners aren't running as many plays. Maybe the pace of play is a little bit slower. Uh, the plays are bigger with Jalen's feet, and so it's just reduced. It, it's a it's a numbers game at times, and and I don't listen. Remember, four weeks ago, everybody was concerned that Ceedee Lamb wasn't getting enough touches. Um, Trey Sermon's time will come. I'm not saying that all of a sudden he's going to break out like Ceedee Lamb has, but he will have a game. He will have a couple of games. Maybe it's this one. You know, the, the Kansas State game lends itself to a physical, let's try to pound the rock at him, a, a Trey Sermon type of game. Maybe this is the game where we see him get 18, 20 carries. Chad, before we get to our player interviews and before we hear from Lincoln Riley, you mentioned it, Kansas State. You cover the Big 12 uh, from top to bottom. What have you seen from the Wildcats this year on a first-year head coach, Chris Kleiman? A lot of the same things that we've seen from Bill Snyder. They want to possess the football, play good defense. They've struggled at times to score. They had back-to-back uh, -back games where they scored 13 points and they scored 12 points. So that's been a challenge. Uh, offensively, Skylar Thompson ha has gotten it going, though, for them. Uh, they played well against TCU this past week. But they hang their hat on defense. They want to get you into third down and long and get you off the field. Probably where the uh, the rubber meets the road this week, where the hoof meets the turf, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> is going to be on third downs. You have the two best third down defenses by the numbers in this game. <clears throat> K-State being just a little better percentage-wise at getting teams off the field on third down. Uh, they have not played Oklahoma's offense, and I think Oklahoma will have success. But it, it's funny, the, the way that I would summarize K-State is – if you looked out there and didn't look at the sidelines to see there was a different guy on the sidelines, you would probably think a lot like this is a, this looks like a Bill Snyder team of the past. <laughs> what time can we watch game day Saturday morning? 10 a.m. We'll crank it up. We'll get Teddy, Gabe, Jessica already, and uh, Sooner game day will come your way from Bill Snyder Family Stadium where it looks like we may get lucky on the weather and, and have about 65 degrees and sunshine for that 11 a.m. kickoff. What, was the last time we were there, was that when you had to do it with the wind tunnel? Where basically I you, think, 
That was two times okay, ago. Okay. Uh, Dusty Dvorak was doing game day with me and uh, turned and looked at me and started laughing because I actually had a frozen snot bubble <laughs> on my face <laughs> because it was about 25 degrees with the north wind howling through Snyder Family Stadium. But doesn't look like that's the case. So uh, hopefully no snot bubbles and no, uh, no chuckles from my partners up on the set. So we had a chance to talk to three players today. Let's start with the quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Standout performance from Jalen Hurts, 24-hour rule in effect, but how do you feel about where this team is right now? I think we're just trying to take steps every day, have the right approach in what we do, um, kind of have that eagerness to, to getting better every day with every, every opportunity we have. So I'm excited to, to go to work this week. You said that you, you felt like this team is understanding the importance of togetherness. What have you seen that's kind of stood out to you on that front? Just kind of being out of yourself and into the team, um, doing everything you can do to help this team, whether it be making a play, a block, um, extra time in the film room, whatever it is, it, it all plays a factor. Is that a challenge sometimes for guys? Because, again, a lot of individual accolades people want, but do you see through your time that it can be a challenge sometimes for guys? I think it can be a challenge for some teams, and I think that's something that um, we kind of try to avoid. and. Um, simply focus about togetherness and doing it for one another. Now, uh, for you personally, obviously, we're heading to Manhattan this week, and what have you seen from Kansas State so far as you start to dig into them? Yeah, I think they're a very uh, physical defense that flies to the ball. Um, really good team, so we, we got to be prepared for them. And two more quick ones. You said we don't know what the ceiling is for this team right now. Just how good do you think this team can be? I don't know. I, mean, it's, I don't know. Um, we just got to keep the main thing the main thing, approach every day with the right intent, um, see where it goes. But with that in mind, not knowing, you feel good about the path this team is on right now? Time will tell. We'll see. Man, he is all business, and I love it, keeping the main thing the main thing, as is Kenneth Murray, who is film nut, film junkie, but also in that same vein, a guy who, uh, who can always learn something from his research. We caught up with the, senior, uh, with the junior captain, Kenneth Murray. Big weekend for the Sooner defense. Shout out West Virginia in the second half. Kenneth Murray, captain. Take me through that second half and what really clicked for this defense. Um, just trying to go out there and finish. Um, and really just been challenging the guys and really just been challenged by the coaching staff to, to finish games and really go out there and put our best foot forward in the, in the second half in the fourth quarter. And so um, I feel like, you know, we did a pretty good job with that, but definitely a lot of improvement that we need to make. Every year, how much more comfortable have you become in identifying things that the defense is, that offenses are trying to do, especially when they're doing something that maybe you haven't seen before? Yeah, um, I feel like every year I've probably taken a step in the right direction in, in regards to just being able to identify stuff and um, notice formation and stuff like that. And I think a lot of that this year goes to um, my coaches and, and Coach Odom and just being able to you know, put things in front of me throughout the week and, and prepare me throughout the week. And then that way on Saturday I go out there and I'll be able to see things and able to get people lined up and get everybody lined up in the right spot. I like watching Coach Odom coach, and we've talked about your relationship, but it's everybody. It's not just you that he has in there. It's all those inside backers. How important is it to have everyone on the same page? Uh, it's extremely important. You know, that group, you know, we, we, we're we a heartbeat of the defense, and, you know, Coach Odom holds us to a high standard, and he coach, holds our, our play to a high standard, and he demands a lot out of us. And, you know, you wouldn't want it any other way. And so um, playing that position, you know, you got to be the, the heartbeat of defense, and you got to be held to a high standard, and Coach Odom does nothing but that to us. 
Yeah, I want to talk about some guys next to you. Start with Deshaun White. Had a nice game. Feels like he's getting better every single game. What have you seen in Deshaun White's development? Uh, yeah, he's been a guy that's just come along nicely for us, been able to make some plays for us, and um, definitely happy for him, happy the direction that he's going in. So I'm um, definitely proud of you know where he's at and proud to have him beside me. And how about Brian Asamoah, uh, the freak physically, man? Seems like he's starting to get it more too every week. Yeah, another guy that you know is blessed athletically, um, able to fly around, and a guy that's you know been making a bunch of plays for us. So definitely proud of him and proud of where he's at right now. Let's talk a little bit about Kansas State. What do we know about the Wildcats? Manhattan's been a place where you've had success. Tough place to go play early game. What have you seen on Kansas State so far? Um, I mean, good team. Uh, team, you know, you know, given the traditions of Kansas State, you know, they really haven't changed too much. So. I'm um, going to like to run the ball and stuff like that. So I'm um, excited about the challenge, excited to, to line it up this week and go get after it. And a final thought, again, we can't talk about this defense without that D-line. I know that they uh, they mean a lot to you. They keep you clean. What would you see from them on Saturday? Yeah, those guys are front play, extremely physical, um, extremely proud of the way that they played. Um, um, and, you know, we only gave up, I think, it was 51 yards rushing. So definitely happy with that and trying to keep this going, going into this next week. And then finally, uh, big Saturday for Jeremiah Hall, yet another touchdown reception, his third of the season. We caught up with the Sooner H-back to get his feel on Saturday. Jeremiah Hall had a touchdown reception, his third of the year. Take me through that play one final time. I mean, he kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, you know, it was supposed to be a fake power play to the left. Uh, they covered the, the gaps pretty well and it took me a while to get out. <laughs> I was open for a while, so I'm glad Jalen found me and threw the ball to me. When you went back and you kind of watched the film on that, I thought that was one of Jalen's better throws of the game, too. Yeah. Showed some escapability, confidence in the yeah. pocket. What'd you see? Yeah, you know, not many people gave him credit for it, but he was running to his right and he threw it back across his left, you know, back across his body, which, you know, not, not a lot of quarterbacks could do. It was on the money, so shout out to Jalen for that. Do you feel like it's been kind of a rebirth of this fullback position over the last couple of years, not just here, but maybe across football in general? Um, I can't speak for everybody, but I can certainly say here is not a rebirth. It's something that's continually developed over the years. You know, I've said before, JD, Dimitri, all those guys before me, it's something I'm continuing to keep, but not necessarily bringing back, you know? In other words, it's no return here. It's been here for a while, maybe. It's been here, yeah. Dimitri Flowers will make sure you remember that too, JD as well. So uh, I'm curious, the excitement level when you saw Braden get the block and then Stockner get his first touchdown, that was a pretty hype sideline. Can you take us through what that was like and the emotions you had for those guys? Yeah, you know, considering both of those guys are in my room, it's a it's a great thing. And Braden, uh, you know, he got the block, like you said, but Stog, I went over and talked to him. I was like, who would have known your first touchdown would be on special teams? So I'm happy for those guys. You know, and speaking of being happy, I, a lot of emotion from Lincoln Riley on that, but from Shane Beamer, too, and you're in that room with him. Um, he's he's really uh, done a solid job, hasn't he? What's it like to be in that room with Shane? You know, he brings energy every day. That's why Riley brought him on, on staff, and we don't take special teams for granted. You know, it's a play for us to to – bringing advantage to the field, you know, and obviously we did that last Saturday and uh, it's working out for us. Hey, two more quick ones to let you go. What's clicked for you this year? What, what do you feel like has helped you find another level personally and obviously on the field? Um, a lot of things, hard work, details, and um, everything I've done beside, behind the scenes, you know, I've expected myself to be here. It's, it's no surprise to me. And my confidence is, is there. My confidence is, is rising. And um, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting better. Kansas State this weekend. What have you seen from the Wildcats so far? Um, they're a pretty solid team, um, and we'll have to go to work this weekend get even better. So from Chad McKee to Jalen Hurts to Kenneth Murray to Jeremiah Hall, let's wrap it up with Lincoln Riley and the full 
Lincoln Riley press conference from earlier today. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for downloading, and thanks for subscribing to the Sooner Sports Podcast. Enjoy Lincoln Riley, and until next time, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Welcome back, everybody. A uh, couple quick announcements, well, then we'll talk about Kansas State. Uh, John Michael Terry suffered a lower leg injury last week in practice. Uh, he'll have to have surgery. He'll miss the rest of the season. Um, Tough loss for us. Uh, he was playing extremely well. Um, he had been, I think, really one of kind of the key breakthrough players for us this year. You know, moving to the the rush linebacker spot, and you know, I've said done a great job there for us as a starter, and then also was a uh, you know doing a great job on special teams like he always has. So we'll, we'll you know hate to lose his experience and and. Um, and just the playmaking ability, just really done a great job for us. So sick for him. Uh, just a non-contact injury that you just makes your stomach turn when you see it. So we'll we'll get him back, uh, ready to go for us next year, and he'll still be a big part of what we're doing, especially with those young rush outside linebackers of continuing to to help those guys grow and mentor them. And uh, so. Um, excited to get to uh, get up here to K State. You know, this is a, a, a great place to play. You know, of all the been there many times throughout the years, and it's definitely one of the best places in this league to to go play. Um, consistent, great atmosphere, passionate fan base, and their football team is playing really well. Obviously, coming off a, a big win against TCU there there at home. Um, you know, it's it's kind of weird looking at that sideline and you know not seeing. Not seeing that the the old uh, Alamo Bowl uh, white jacket uh, of Coach Snyder down there uh, with the Cortezes as well, and so yeah, it's kind of strange not seeing them there. Um, but you know, Coach Klein has done a great job coming in, which we all know his track record. Um, you know, at, at North Dakota State, obviously all all that he did there. So no no shock at all that they're they're playing very well. They've taken the system well. In some ways, they're they're certainly different. You know, from what they've done in the past, and then in some ways they're they're not, and uh, so they still you still see a, the you know the toughness and physicality of, that you've we've come to expect from K State. That certainly hasn't changed, um, but but a talented football team you know returns a lot of really good pieces, um, some really really good football players. They've played they've played well this year. They've had some huge wins, and uh, so playing certainly well early um, in a you know a new staff's tenure uh, which is impressive to see so it's always a battle now uh, when you go to Manhattan we get that and uh, so we're excited to get back on the road and go play those guys talk about your defensive secondary between this year and last year and who's playing well back there um, yeah I mean I think it's I kind of like the whole defense I would say it's been a, a combination of you know, mentality, scheme. I think our guys technique-wise have gotten better. We've had some, we've had a little bit of both in that. We've had some young players, you know, kind of like, a, you know, Patrick Fields, you know, certainly um, Turner Yale, you know, Jaden Davis coming on and doing some nice things for us. Um, so some young players that haven't played much or at all that have that have played well and stepped up. And then, and then some of the older guys or guys that have played some snaps around here, like 
certainly the two corners and, you know, throw you know, Justin Brawls into that mix, throw Buki into that mix. Um, guys that have played a few snaps around here that have just really gotten better. And they've, you know, I think part of it's they've grown and matured and, and learned from their past. Uh, and, and then I think they've taken to this new system and, you know, bought in with the aggressiveness the, the, and then also the techniques that we want to have. And, and, uh, and the other thing we've done really well is we've, we've communicated really well back there. We've had, considering it's still a pretty young secondary and considering it's a, a, a you know, brand new system to us, the, we've had very few, you know, just pure communication busts back there. And there's, you know, in this league, all the different things that you see on a weekly basis, there's a lot of a lot of communication that goes on back there. So our guys have been pretty tight on that and we haven't given up a lot of freebies. And uh, we've been competitive on on you know a lot of plays throughout the year. So it's it's certainly been a lot of steps in the right direction. Um, I think as far as who's playing well, I mean they've all done some really good things. They've certainly all had their moments. Um, I, I'm probably more general, but just proud of the youth for stepping up and proud of some of the guys that Again, the older guys or guys that have played for raising their games. You lose John Michael, you lose your starter, and you lose some depth too. Talk about the two guys that played the rest of the game or played for you on Saturday. And are you planning on moving anybody else there to, to secure your depth a little bit? Uh, th those uh, both um, both Benito and Uwebu did a, did a pretty nice job. They did. You know, it was the most. Most reps that both of those two have gotten all season, and uh, thought they handled it pretty well. But very few mental mistakes. Both made some plays. Um, you know, and those are two young, very talented guys that are just going to continue to get better and better. And so, uh, you know, it'll be a positive for those guys because their their growth rate, you figure, is probably getting ready to take off, and that's exciting. Um, we certainly still have, uh, you know, still have Mark Jackson there as well, um, who will. Um, you know, obviously, bring some experience and depth to the mix, um, and we do. We have, we've got, we've got a, a good, talented, deep group on the defensive line. So, um, uh, we, we, we've got several options if we need to get to it. Brian Aver, specifically on Benito, what kind of growth and development have you seen from him during this season, and what are some of the areas where he can still take a step forward? Yeah, a lot. As much as in the last, you know. Eight, nine, ten months, probably as much as anybody in our program. Um, talking about his growth, he he had a very up and down redshirt year, and and to be completely honest, it was probably a little bit more down than up. Um, just you know, he struggled with the the transition a little bit. Um, you know, I think uh, you know, I think you know when when we parted ways with Mike that was really hard on him because that's he was very close with Mike that's who recruited him um, uh, yeah just kind of just got off to a rough start I mean nothing egregiously bad just just kind of had a rough start and I think kind of like a lot of guys kind of questioned is this the right place am I in the right position is this did I make the right decision and, and he as he's bought in more um, uh, he's just kind of hung in there and and then after that You've seen him just buying more, and his confidence level's gone up. I think his trust level's gone up with the staff and, and everybody around here. And he's just, he's he's a very very talented player. I mean, he's 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 crazy athletic, you know. And 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 he's a very very smart kid, very smart. And uh, so he's he's kind of gotten 
he's made a lot of moves to, to try to get past some of the that first year stuff, and he's he's done a good job handling it, and he's really grown up and matured a lot, and his his game is has improved because of that. Joey Helmer. Uh, Jalen referenced the, uh, the, t- the togetherness of this team and kind of guys <clears throat> playing for the guy next to each other more. Do you see that right now? Yeah, this team definitely has that. This, there's, uh, yeah, we got a, a good group of, of leaders that, that spearhead that, and then I, I now you do. You, you definitely sense it with this team. And, and we've had the way the season has played out up to this point, you know, so many guys have played and so many guys on all three sides of the ball have gotten opportunities. And that's, at times, that's cut into, you know, somebody else getting opportunity cuts into your opportunity. And as a team, you either, you know, see that selfishly and are disappointed about it or you're excited about other guys continuing to get opportunities and grow and help the team. And this team has, has been about that. So it's been exciting to see and, and uh, that's going to be really important for us going forward. George Stoyan. Uh, Trey Sermon hasn't played a whole lot the last couple of weeks, it seems like. I know Kennedy's playing great, but how do you keep a guy like that who's, who's obviously played a lot here in the past kind of happy and, and is it hard to do that? I mean, you've had great players here in the past and there's only one ball. So how difficult is that to keep those guys? Yeah, uh, snap-wise, he's had the second most snaps the last two games. So uh, he's, he has played. He just hasn't. The ball hadn't quite found him. I mean, it's and he had a few carries the other day. Um, no, it's. I mean, it's. Listen, the, the, these guys go through the ups and downs of this thing. I mean, they do, and, and we've got a room where we've got some talented players, and kind of like we said, I mean, we come back again after the game the other day, and I think we had 58 or 59 plays again. And so, I mean, it's we haven't had many plays, and we've got some good players, and, you know, you know somebody's, somebody's going to touch it more than the other. I mean, it's just, just how it is. And so, um, um, no, Trey's, Trey's done a great job. He's, he's working hard to continue to improve. He's practiced extremely well. Our confidence level in him has not wavered not one bit. And, you know, like there's several guys in that room and, and, you know, across the offense that have had varying levels of production throughout the year, some big games, some not. But we know we're going to need all those guys. We realize that. And I think Trey does as well. And he's handled it just like anybody else would, and he, he'll be ready when his opportunities come up. Carlson. Lincoln, as an offensive coordinator, you see a guy like Neville Gallimore on the defensive line, you're playing a team. What's the challenge of, of going against a guy like that? And have there been guys along your time that you sort of equate what Neville's been doing this year to guys you faced and tried to defend along the way? Yeah, it's one of the toughest places to play against a great player. It's one of the... You know, I mean, we we dealt with that last year in the in the Orange Bowl. You know, I mean, just you know, because that you know, a player there, you can't you can't really get away from them. I mean, you you, you can't you can't run away from them. You know, they impact everything. They impact the, the center of the pocket. They impact just about every kind of run game that you could that you could want. Um, and then for a lot of people, you know, a lot of people's center. Is normally not their most gifted lineman. I mean, it's it's you know it, it doesn't happen like that very often. It's normally closer to the bottom, and uh, it's where you put the smart guy that's not very good, you know. And so, uh, um, so yeah, and so it, it just it, it kind of 
it, it just it affects everything you do. It does. Um, you know, Neville certainly, you know, his, his effort has been off the charts. He's really gotten a lot better technically, and then he's just he's got unique explosion for an inside player, and uh, and so it's been fun to see him grow and continue to become more consistent. Um, he's 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 made a big difference for us. Improved most to get to the. I mean, you see the speed. I mean, that's that's yeah. pretty evident. But what has it been that you've seen him take the biggest steps in? I, I think the mental approach uh, has been a big part of it for him. I think, um, you know, there's people think, well, it's interior D lineman. I mean, you either go to the right gap or the left gap. There, there's there's a lot to it, and and understanding different blocking schemes and where you fit and how to leverage blocks and how to beat different blocks and then pass rush and movements and I mean there, there is a lot to it and I think he mentally is in a good place and then I think I, I do think a lot of it for him too is this scheme has really put him in a position to make a lot of plays I mean it has it's a scheme that with his burst and acceleration off the ball has, has certainly you know when you think of a scheme like this for an inside guy you think of a guy like Neville so yeah it's been a good fit yeah, Lincoln, um, following up on what Ryan asked, you, you, when you talk about Nick Benito having a little bit of struggles as a freshman, is that something that happens a lot to guys who are redshirting? And is it more prevalent in guys who come from, who are a long ways from home? Uh, I would say it happens a lot for any guys. Um, and redshirting is, for a lot of guys, a, a unique challenge because most of them have always been the best and have always played and done this or that. and and. You know, the majority of guys, especially this day and age when you recruit them, you don't recruit a bunch of guys that you think are going to come in in red shirt. And uh, you just you don't know how it's going to happen. And they, they for the most part, you know, don't think there's a, any chance. And, uh, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think all freshmen go through it some. Some of the guys, and we do, have, we do have so many players here that are from far off. Uh, and so... Uh, I, I think that is a factor. Um, I think for some of our guys, I think having so many other guys from East Coast, from West Coast, from all over the country, I think, I think helps our guys because a lot of the older players, a lot of the other players on the team have gone through a very similar thing. And, um, but I, I think in Nick's case and a lot of our guys, it's just, you know, it's just you know, mentally making that transition and all that's asked of you and all that's different in your life now and it then it changes just like that. And it's not a it's not a something you really ease into. I mean it's it's a drastic, violent change and it happens quickly and and, and life comes at you pretty fast. And uh, so he give him credit. He did a great job kinda hanging in there through some of the tougher times and, and he's come out stronger. Is that something you can prepare guys for while you're recruiting them, or is that something they just have, kind of have to learn? No, you do. You definitely try to prepare them, and especially as you get you know guys committed and are able to kind of get to that point with them, get past a little bit recruiting them and start preparing them. Um, it's it's something we try, and it's something that we we continually talk about, brainstorm about among our staff is just how can you make that transition uh, easier? And, and it's obviously changed a bunch now because so many of your guys are coming in midterm. So there's really kind of two different levels of, of your class, the guys that are coming in midterm, the guys that aren't. And it's, it's totally different. Uh, so yeah, you're always trying to make that transition as smooth as possible. But in reality, I mean, it's, it's different for every single kid. And, and as much as you think you know them in recruiting, and you do develop certainly great relationships and all that. It, it's not like, I mean, it's like 
right, like dating your girlfriend, right? All of a sudden you move in, it's a little bit different deal, you know, and this is kind of the same thing. Yeah, you get to know them, but then all of a sudden they're here every single day and you're coaching them and demanding all these things. It's a little bit different, too. You liked that comparison, didn't you? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Coach, K-State, they started, they're, they're obviously well coached. You can see that early in the year, and they went down and rolled over SEC Mississippi State and looked really, really good, uh, sound and so forth. But then OSU just, they, they took care of them. What's the real K-State, and how big a threat are they? Oh, they're they're – they're definitely a threat. I mean, the, you first look at what they've done defensively through the year. You know, they've they've played extremely well defensively. Uh, they, they've got a very talented front, a uh, couple really good defensive ends, a couple linebackers that we've played against, a couple secondary guys feel like they've been there forever. And uh, they've really adapted well to this new scheme. Um, I mean, they've been they've been very stingy defensively and even even Oklahoma State is pretty high powered. Didn't just go up and down the field against them. Um, so they're they're very good defensively. Um, you know, offensively the quarterback's back and he's you know he really makes them go. Um, you know, he's certainly a dual threat guy. We've we've seen him before. And uh, so yeah, they're I mean they're absolutely a threat. They've they've uh, they've had some stretches of some really really good ball and they've obviously won some games against some very very quality opponents. And uh, so. And then you can't, you know, certainly going there is always a challenge. I mean, they, you know, it's, it's, uh, they tend to play very, very well there and, and have here for forever. And so there's no question it's going to be a big challenge. You know, like last week, um, you're a big favorite again. Now it's kind of the same scenario. Your guys really answered, it seems, the call. Great week of practice and really took it seriously. Just another week of that. Yeah, and this and this will be a new challenge. This will be different. You know, it's another new coach in the league, but certainly going on the road and then the, the style of ball that that K State plays is is, is certainly different. And uh, so it's you know there there's some there gonna be some really good football players on that field on both sides, and it'll uh, it'll be a slugfest. The uh, like in the defense, the, the turnovers have not come from the defense like they wanted. But now you're getting everybody talking about it being disappointing, and we got to try harder. At what point does that does your emphasis become overemphasis? In other words, um, you know, sometimes you got to play the ball when it's in the air. Sometimes you got to play the man, or sometimes you got to form up and tackle versus ripping the ball out. At what point do the turnovers become a distraction to the fundamentals? Well, I, you, you can't let them be that. I mean, the, our our way of coaching it has been identifying the times in games that we feel like we had opportunities to potentially cause a turnover. And in uh, some weeks that's different. I mean, you, it, it depends on how people are playing you, you know, how they're trying to attack you. Um, it, it's no different than sacks. You could sit there and say, well, you had, you know, a million sacks the week before and then you didn't have any in this game. The, the D-line must have just stunk. No, they, they, you know, obviously had a game plan to get the ball out fast. and. And and so some of that depends on what the offense is doing as well. So we, we've the the thing for us is we keep finding a couple opportunities each game. We feel like we can make a play on the ball, whether it's stripping a quarterback on a sack or an opportunity when a ball carrier is already wrapped up to to rip the ball away or a chance to make a play on the ball in pass coverage or a defensive lineman a chance to tip the ball up. I mean, there's. 
you just got to continue to create opportunities. And uh, we've had a few. We haven't had a ton that have just fallen in our lap in the last couple. We'll have a few of those if we keep playing uh, the way that we can. Um, but I, we've just got to find those opportunities, and then we've got to continue to coach off of them and take advantage when they come. The question earlier on Neville, how much of his development the last two years has been because of what he does every day in practice against Creed? It's helped. There's no doubt. It's made them both better. I mean, those those two guys. It's a it's a pretty good battle up there uh, the majority of the time, and it's uh, it's absolutely made Creed better and made Neville. It kind of reminds me when we had a few years ago when we had uh, Orlando and, and Oboe, you know, watching those two guys go at it every single day. I mean, it made both of them better, and this is. This has uh, got a similar feeling. Okay, we've got a bunch left in the queue here. If you could limit yourself to one question. Tyler Holmes here. Lincoln, is, you mentioned that teams are, it was a trend that teams are shortening games against you. Has that been, have you seen a lot more of that since the Army game last year? Have teams always been doing that to you? And are you surprised maybe more teams aren't going with a flex bone, trying to take down spread offenses that are tough to go blow for blow with? Yeah. Um, I, it's it's been, I'd say, fairly common the last few years. Um, it's hard to say if more after Army or not. I mean, that's Army's a little bit in its own world, you know. And so, but I, I do. It's it's something we've gotten used to seeing here in the last couple of years. Um, yeah, as far as the why teams don't go to it more. Uh, you know, it's it's there's some challenges in recruiting there. You know, I mean, I think that's I think that's a big part of it. And then having a staff and and uh, uh, that the people that have the expertise and being able to do it because it's ex obviously extremely uh, specific. So it's something you can't just just halfway do. You got to recruit and coach and go all in with it. And obviously, there's not that many teams that have been been willing to do that. But it's obviously schematically it presents a lot of challenges. Yeah, Lincoln, when Buki came here, I think everybody thought he would be this big play, this difference maker guy. But in recent weeks, it seems like doing all the little things right. How is just focusing on doing his job, his job only, sort of making him a much better player? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of things have helped him. Going through some of the, the really good and the really bad last year, you know, made a difference. I think it... As much as you want to tell somebody, uh, sometimes they, they got to fail first. I mean, they just do. And uh, and Buki had some great moments for us last year. He had some really tough moments, and I think he's I think he's really learned from them and learned what it takes, um, you know, from a mental and physical standpoint at this level to to play, uh, you know, the way that he wants to play and the way we want him to play. And then uh, he's meshed well with Alex. Um, you know, those two guys have, have done a good job, you know, working together and, and understands the demands of it. So I think that's been positive as well. But he's uh, he's, he's, he's definitely grown up and, um, and he's playing well. He's playing confident, um, playing within himself and within the scheme right now. And then and then he's still his usual aggressive self when he gets opportunities to make plays. And he's 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 finished a lot more of those plays this year than he did last year. Last year, I feel like a lot of them were just, you know, so close. And he's he's finished a lot of plays this year. You mentioned earlier, you talked about guys playing for each other. Would that be a, a position, like say, tight end hadn't been as big a uh, playmaker for you? Grant's hurt, I know, Calcaterra, but Lee called, Morris caught his first TD pass. Is that a position where you think maybe the guys are kind of either not catching passes, they're, I guess, happy for the other guys to get it done to those positions? 
Yeah. No, I mean, it's, you know, I, I would say offensively, you could throw a lot of different positions in there. I mean, it's it's been the production has come from a lot of different areas. Um, and it's uh, it's been a little bit different each week, which, you know, it's been great to have those weapons and those guys have produced. But, yeah, I mean, I think the message is the same to everybody that, you know, they, they hang in there kind of like a guy like Lee, you hang in there, the opportunities are going to come. And they certainly did for him the other day. And, and you know, we want to keep pushing to get all those guys involved and to, and to keep them making plays for us. But we get, you know, there is only one ball at the end of the day. and. If you're about winning and stay focused and doing your job and, and you and you don't get too caught up in the game-to-game -game stuff or all the stuff people are talking about on the outside, then the opportunities come. And I, our guys have done a good job uh, of understanding that. Lincoln, are there traits in Alex Grinch that <coughs> assuming he gets a shot someday that will serve him well as a head coach? Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Uh, he's, uh, he's a really good leader. Um, he's very passionate about the game. Um, I don't think he's really continuing to grow as a coach and has done well at several different stops. Um, you know, does a good job communicating with the kids and and with uh, you know with our defensive staff. So yeah, I, there's there's you know no doubt in my mind that he'll if that's what he, if that's what he ultimately wants to do um, that he would be a very good head coach. When you're a three-year starter like Kenneth Murray, there's going to be improvement season by season, and he really seems like he's playing at a higher level now. Where would you like to see him improve in the back half of this junior year? And just can you kind of talk about the relationship he has with Coach Odom? Yeah, um, no, he's he is. He's come he's come so far. Um, there's still a handful of plays, you know, each game that that he wants back and we want back. And so I think closing the gap on some of those, some of those mistakes, um, he's, he's making a lot of plays, um, but there's more plays to be made too. And, and I think him also understanding, and he's been through it is, you know, we're going to continue to get challenged different ways. You know, people are going to continue to adapt, you know, how they, how they try to, how they try to move the ball against us, things that they try. And so the challenges are going to continue to evolve. And, and so we've got to be ready for those. He certainly does too. But, um, uh, you know, like a lot of our guys, there's a lot of positive, but there's, he's still got a lot of steps to grow. And, uh, and he's still young within this system and, and still for playing the position. Overall, you look at his overall football career, not just here, still relatively young and so he's uh, he's making gains fast and we need him to keep doing it. Barry Trammell? Yeah, uh, Lincoln, I think we had a pretty good read on Baker's personality. We had a pretty good read on Kyler's personality. I'm not sure we got a great read on Jalen's personality yet. He does stuff every week that we didn't see that coming. <laughs> Is it the same for you? Are you learning new things about the guy all the time or you think you got a pretty good read on who he really is? Um, I, I think I have a good read on who he is, but I, 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 I learn things each week too. I mean, I, I don't feel like walking into situations like unknown with him now. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's little nuances about how he's feeling or how he practices or what he likes in the game plan or what he doesn't like or uh, just not really personality nuances. I would say just more just truly as a player, just kind of little things each week that I've been able to pick up on. And so I think that's helped 
helped us or you know helped me help him basically and uh so now we're i would say personality wise now he's not the easiest guy to figure out in the beginning i i, I give you that um but i uh i think we've gotten to a point where we understand each other pretty well yeah lincoln uh saturday night after the game you had players like kenneth murray Neville Gallimore, Buki, all saying they're not going to be satisfied till the middle of January winning a national title. They didn't even want to talk about it. It was like almost after the game, they were done with it. It was over time to move on. Is that something a little bit different about this team than past teams that you can kind of sense and just see how, I guess, are they more serious about it or are they, are they more intense about it? I mean, how, what's your read on Um. I don't know, it's hard to compare. I mean, the years are so different. Um, I think we've had teams in the past that, you know, fully believe they could they could win the whole thing too. So I, but no, the, I mean, this team has a, we've, we, we, we have really just kind of improved week to week. We have, and I, I do believe that they're, they're, they're listening to the things we're putting in front of them, the ways that we challenge them every week. They really, you feel a conscious effort that those things you put in front of them, they are trying to do their very best to take it and run with it. And so, uh, no, that's been good. That's been re it's been it's been good to see. And then I, you know, you feel like all sides of the ball have pretty high expectations right now. And uh, you know, and so that's that's kind of led, I think, to the you know maybe getting that vibe from the entire team. So no, I think they're again we're we're still so early in this. We're still. So, so much to go, but I, I, I think our intentions are in a good place. Okay, last question, Ryan Aver. Like, and you joked about centers earlier. Obviously, that's a little bit different on this team. Yeah. How high a level is Creed playing at right now, and how how far has this offensive line come in the last few weeks? Uh, yeah, Creed's, Creed's done well. Uh, you know, I thought we honestly early in the season thought he could he could play better. You know, I, our I would say our expectations for him were, you know, pretty high. You know, so we, we set the bar pretty high for him. And, and, you know, Bill's done a great job with him continuing to, to challenge him because he can play better. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Now, his, you know, his, his good is, or his okay is still, you know, most people's good. I mean, but he, he can he can play better. We're going to need him to continue to, to play better and improve. Um, he's done a... He's done a good job, I think, just leading the group. I think he's had some frustrations just with the, all the different lineups and not, not with individual players, but just one week this guy's next to me, one week this person's over here, one week this person's over here. And it's and when you're doing that, sometimes you feel like in a way like you're starting over a little bit. And so I think he had some initial frustrations with that from just a competitive standpoint. and, and uh, but no, he's he's uh, he's growing as a leader. He's growing as a player. He, he can still play so much better, um, and we'll continue to push him that way. And the lines, you know, I I felt I really felt like last week was you not we, we still got a ways to go, but we we took some big steps. And just simply having the same lineup, and then having you know being able to work the guys at the at those spots, and having just a little bit of continuity for a couple of weeks in a row made made a huge difference. So excited to get another week under our belt, and hopefully we can keep taking the steps like we did last week.